0: Welcome to Fuel Disclosure, a Moffitt Services podcast. On this show, you will learn how Moffitt Services is pioneering the fuel delivery industry. From fuels and lubricant product news, to stories from the community, to recent industry trends with subject matter experts. Make sure to like and subscribe to this channel so you don't miss a moment from Moffitt. To learn even more about the Moffitt Services difference, visit MoffittServices.com. Welcome back to another episode of Fuel Disclosure, a Moffitt Services podcast. My name is Landry St. Clair, and I'm the marketing advisor here at Moffitt Services. I'm honored to introduce our incredible guest, Tim Miller, with Texas EquiSearch, who's the CEO and founder. Tim, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself?
1: Well, oh, good morning. <clears throat> yeah, I'm Tim Miller, with founder director of Texas EquiSearch, and uh, kind of an honor to be here today.
0: Well, we're so glad to have you and thank you so much. I know you're really a busy, man. So, we really appreciate you having on ha, you, having you on the show. So, thank you for coming on.
1: You're more than welcome.
0: To kind of get started, we uh, just in case any of our audience members don't know, can you tell us about yourself and your organization and then kind of the history and where it all started?
1: Uh it's kind of a long story, but we'll make it short. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was uh, uh, I was in construction for many years, and uh, I was doing pretty well and had a lot of goals. And then uh, my daughter disappeared, and police said she was a runaway and we couldn't get any help whatsoever. And uh, unfortunately, or, or fortunately, however you look at it, 70 months later, her body was found um ended up four girls were found out there it still remains unsolved today two of them girls were unidentified for many many years and just a couple of years ago identified i remember after laura's body was found that uh god i'd go out there where i built that cross and i'd walk up to it and say "Lord, don't hate your dad i i have to say goodbye i have to put my life back together and and i can't come out here anymore and and uh I'd hear their little voice say, Dad, don't quit. It's would like, damn you, Laura. Just damn you. And I didn't know what that meant, but I, I believe I do today. I, you know, after Laura's body was found, I started following all the missing girls' cases, actually going to the areas where their bodies were found to see if there was any similarities. And uh, a family called me one time and their 13-year-old daughter was missing. And I remember walking in that house, and when I seen their eyes, I could see that helplessness, that hopelessness, that fear. And uh, I said, man, that's how I had to look for 17 months. And I made this promise God and Laura I'd never leave a family alone. Mm-hmm. Still didn't know what the hell to do. Yeah. And we made a bunch of flyers, got flyers out there. And uh, two days later, the mother called me, and she was crying in and, and, uh she said, "Mr. Miller, somebody seen the flyer, and they told us where to go get our daughter, and and they got her back alive." And I said, "Maybe there is something I can do." Yeah. So that's kind of where it started, and and I made that promise, God and Laura, never leave a family alone. I still did, even after that, didn't know what to do, and then uh, I helped with the Laura Recovery Center after Laura Smithers disappeared. Mm-hmm. And then their director asked me what I was going to do with my horses. And so I said, well, I love my horses. He said, why don't you consider starting a mounted search and recovery? And so I did that, and it, uh, man, it started out great with a lot of people. And then people would come to our meetings and say, I don't have a horse, but I got an ATV. I'd like to join. Mm. Uh, I don't have a horse, but I got a boat, and I'm a diver. I don't have a horse, but I'm. We've got a helicopter, an airplane. Can we help? And with just one thing led to another. And I really thought that construction would be okay. We'd be doing two or three searches a year right in the Houston, Galveston, greater Houston area. And, and uh, I was wrong about that. Now we've been in 42 states, 11 different countries. Yes,
0: I was going to ask about that. So 42 states, and then how How do you find volunteers in in all of those different states besides Texas, you
1: know, uh, I, I can I can't even tell you how many hundreds of thousands of volunteers we've had, mm. and um, you know, one of the things when he's doing a search in Florida for little Kaylee Anthony, there are some people down there on vacation, and and they said we can vacation anytime, but let's go help on the search and so they came oh, and helped wow. out a search and it was actually from cincinnati ohio and when they got back to cincinnati uh, they said man we'd like to start a chapter here so they did and then uh, when we was in orlando florida after kaylee anthony uh, we had people there said man we want to keep this going so we've kind of kind a, a, a branch there too so
0: oh wow i didn't realize there's different branches so how many different branches we've actually
1: got orlando and we and we've got cincinnati ohio so we cover we cover a large part of the the country really and uh it uh it's not as easy now as it was when i started it we're living in different times now Mm -hmm. a lot of our members are getting older they've been dedicated and and then when they unfortunately can't do it anymore we're just not replaced them like we used to the it's mm-hmm. like younger people are it's just different it's just different but you know we're still uh still being pretty successful uh you know out of more than 2200 searches over the years as of last week we recovered our 346 deceased victim and got them home to their families Wow. and brought many home alive that that would have been deceased and uh, a lot of people call us experts but we're not
0: mm-hmm. learning
1: every day we're we're, we're not experts uh, because even though all the things that we have accomplished if somebody goes to our website and see all of them that are still missing mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of heartbreaking and overwhelming so Uh, You know, our goal is the day come that there's none on our website, but uh, it's living kind of delusional because it's not going to happen. Things are worse today than they were when I started this 22 years ago.
0: Um, Yeah. Well, um, what uh, what is a typical day look like in your organization? And then when you do get a call that someone is missing, what happens? Can you kind of... Do you stop everything and you, and you go, do you send people out? Can you kind of explain to me?
1: Oh, days in our office takes a special person and, and God has really blessed us with some special, special people in our office. And when we get that call, we don't get very many happy calls. Mm. Normally the call comes in to us from a family member or something about a missing loved one. And we take that report and we encourage them to go ahead and, and fill out that report and send a picture of their missing loved one so we can get it on the website. We tell the families also that they need to reach out to law enforcement, let them know that they want our help. Um, and then we have to talk to law enforcement and either be requested or approved to come in. Okay. Um, many times, um, you know, we. We may not go in because law enforcement may be running an investigation, and we're certainly not going to interfere in that. We get called by law enforcement all over the country, by FBI, Texas Rangers. Which I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And uh, we're, uh, We've never charged a family. There's families that tried to pay us, mm-hmm. and we let them know, listen, you've paid the ultimate cost. You've got a missing loved one. So, you know, we try to figure out what's priority, what's not priority, and uh, you know, we 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 watch news, and we some of these cases make national news, and it goes on and everything. And uh, I I remember one time Nancy Grace asked me, "What's the biggest high profile case you've ever worked?" And I said, mm-hmm. "Nancy, every one of them." Yeah. Just because they don't make the news. I know that God loves them just as so much as they make the ones that make the news. Every one of them. Mm. So we try to put every effort into every search. You know, over the years, and again, I'm, I'm not going to say anything bragging what's, whatsoever because we, we've got a long ways to go. Yeah. But we've got probably more resources than most law enforcement agencies in the country. Uh, and again, we've never charged And we know when there is a case, detectives are busy following leads and doing their investigation, and they really don't have the resources to get out there and search. Yeah, And so um, we've gotten that uh, relationship with them. They'll give us a report. They'll give us everything. Mm -hmm. And basically, we're the the feet on the ground. And the relationship we've had with many, many, many law enforcement agencies over the years is... uh, they believe in us. They trust us. Uh, their goal is the same as our goal. Yeah. And, and I always believe that if uh, if people do the right things for the right reasons, we may get the right results. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's worked out many, many times for us.
0: Definitely. And what would you say... How can the audience and whoever's listening support you with this? Is it funds? Is it more volunteers that you need in different states? And then how can they do that? Do we just go directly to your website?
1: You know, go directly to our website, uh, txeq.org. Mm-hmm. Um, call our office two eight one three zero nine ninety five hundred, and I know the uh, office administrator is probably going to scream at me for encouraging people to call because they're overwhelmed now
0: yes we can definitely link your website but they and this. Uh,
1: but they certainly uh take every call we look at every call serious mm-hmm. and uh you know we'll be out on a search and family member or even law enforcement will come up and say mr miller thank you for what you're doing and i always say don't thank me thank laura if she was still alive i sure wouldn't be doing this so mm-hmm. I think about her every day. I miss her. There's always going to be that empty plate at the dinner table, but I've met the most wonderful people in the entire world, you know, because of it. So, you know, we always don't, we we never know what God's got planned for us. So I also think I'll just try to continue doing a little bit of his work instead of mine.
0: Yeah, that's that's awesome. You... I don't even know how to follow up with all of your words because you just speak them so so gracefully. Um, and then also you just recently, uh, a Netflix series came out, The Texas Killing Fields. So definitely want to talk about that and your experience with that. Encourage viewers to view it and kind of learn more about you and your story and why you do what you do today.
1: Well, Netflix was after me for I don't know, a couple of years. And okay. I kept turning them down, turning them down, turning them down. And then finally I gave in because uh, I'm sure I know who murdered Laura. Yeah. And uh, even though he's not been arrested yet, mm. uh, I know that he lived in Ohio. He lived in Florida. He came here. He traveled around a lot. So it was like, you know what, let's take a chance. Let's get the story out there and, uh, with all the families and everything, which... Uh, I didn't know it was going to be as powerful as it was just and then just see if we can get some calls and some leads and something coming in and they uh actually translated that in 37 different languages and it was shown all over the world
0: oh wow I didn't even realize that
1: yeah and it's amazing how many calls and emails and stuff we got from literally all over the world we uh we actually got some calls with some people that had information on the person that we're interested in. And, uh, yeah, in fact, I'm getting a few goosebumps right now just, just thinking about it. And uh, But sitting there watching it, and we had a watch party. Nearly 150 people came to it. Uh, and they... Uh, The thing that affected me the most is I was sitting right beside Marla, which was his stepdaughter, this guy, Mm -hmm. and all the things that he did to her and everything. Um, it still has an effect on me. I just love her and and what she's accomplished, considering what she's been through. Yes, and and she was so brave. And then also meeting uh, Heidi Fye's family, which uh, Heidi's niece came to me a year ago and um and uh, heidi's dad had all these cassette tapes 32 of them with an hour on each side that he talked into and then a diary that he wrote and everything and i remember back in the day when the police department told me don't get with heidi's family they're trying to get over heidi's death they got with heidi's family don't get with miller and they did everything they could possibly do to keep us separated, not compare notes. And then a, a year ago, when Heidi's niece came to me and we went through that stuff, it was uh, Heidi's dad was complaining about the same thing as me. Yeah, with the investigation and everything. And uh, and unfortunately, uh, Heidi's dad passed away in the uh, in the nineties. In at one time, because then we didn't know who Jane and Janet Doe were, and then Heidi's uh, dad passed away, and there was no communication with that family, and uh, it was like I, f- I felt like there's more stress now. It's like I'm the father of all these children, mm-hmm. and I got to keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm not the, uh, you know, we've gained a lot of respect over the years, but. Uh, I'm not the big hero of League City Police Department and, and some of these investigators, but uh, this isn't a popularity contest by no means.
0: Yeah. If you had to use one word to describe your organization as a whole and what you do, what would it be? Oh, my God. It's a hard one.
1: Emotional. Yeah. Emotional. Mm-hmm. We're humans. Um... Yeah, we've shed a lot of tears together. We've uh, we've shared some laughs when we got them home alive. Our, uh, I know I've done this, and I know our members do this. At the end of the day when we're on a search and we don't come up with anything, we'd lose a lot of sleep say, man, what could we have done different? What could we have done better? Many times, nothing. Um. So... Uh, Yeah, this has taken over my life, of course. I had different plans and everything. And in fact, I still go to therapy. Yeah. Thank God. Um, And and, uh, you know, one of the things I talk to my therapist about is that everybody knows me as Mr. EquiSearch. And uh, nobody knows me as Tim Miller including me, I've kind of lost my own self, my own identity through all this and um, kind of struggling to kind of get that back and figure out who I am besides mm-hmm. Mr. Equisearch. So and the emotion, the emotional toll this has taken on the families. and uh, God, I've been involved with so many families over the years. Of uh, missing and murdered loved ones. And uh, I've been to way too many funerals for mm-hmm. parents that have literally uh, died of suicide. Yeah. Alcohol, drug addiction. Terrible. And literally at a young age of a heart attack, literally dying of a broken heart. And it's like, God, why'd you choose me? Yeah. But on the other hand, the support that I've gotten, and kind of like the positive people I'm surrounded with.
0: They keep you going.
1: Oh, my God, yeah. If I live a few more days, I'll be 76 years old, and I'm not close to quitting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's what we like to
0: hear. That's what we like to hear. Can you uh, kind of explain to us, I know... Um, about how Moffitt has helped you in in your searches here here in Texas or even state nationwide, and then also just explain uh, when you first got to meet Roy and kind of how that relationship began and built out.
1: You know what I can say with uh, about Moffat? If it wasn't for Moffat, I don't know if we'd be here today with uh. their support. And I remember meeting Roy and Steve Skidmore and everything some years back. Yeah. And we was doing a search in Pasadena for the Sylvester children. There was Randy and Denham Sylvester, a five-year-old and a three-year-old that disappeared on Father's Day. And they came in from uh, New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina. Mm. And we had a massive search going on and uh uh roy called me up. he said what can i do to help and i said man we're driving so many places we got so many people and stuff man if you can help out with a little bit of fuel and within an hour there was a fuel truck there he was filling up everybody's vehicle our command center and stuff and said man whatever i got we're here for you the uh sounds like roy the uh, Sylvester kids, uh, we found their bodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, their father murdered them on Father's Day, which uh, really touched all of us. Um, then Roy said, it looks like you, you need fuel more than you ask. And yeah. they brought two tanks out to my house with gas and diesel, so we would always, always have fuel. He helped out someone financially, back in, back then in the day. And then, uh, and then he's—I sp- got very, very close with Roy. We had dinner many times together. We cried together. We laughed together and stuff. And and then, uh, you know, he sold Moffat, and it was like, oh my God, our relationship's over. With well, I stayed in touch with him and everything. Mm-hmm. And then when they started up again, he said, I want to help out more than I did, more than I did. And I don't care what case we're working. I can call Roy and tell him he's got fuel trucks there. Uh, What he's done on a financial help for office administrator and stuff was just taking a financial... Uh, weight off of us, and all the connections that Moffitt has with other people, with their customers that he's reached out to. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we've done a couple big digs. In fact, we just got digging in the landfill for a little two-year-old girl that's missing, and we didn't have the equipment. and And Roy reached out to one of his customers. They brought the big equipment. He brought the porta potties out there. He brought the fuel out there. In literally in a matter of minutes, we did another big search earlier this year on a cold case where he was digging up a girl that was murdered back in the very early 90s. And again, he reached out and equipment with their fuel was there. And uh, and then he's always calling and checking in. Yeah. How are y'all doing? Do you need anything else? Do you need anything else? So... Um. I, I, I and and I'm very very serious when I say this. The uh, the customers, and and connections that uh, Steve Skidmore and Roy Moffat have, that believe in us also now, in in what Moffat has done, oh God emotionally, spiritually, and financially for us. I truly don't know if we would have the doors open today. And, and, I, and I mean that when I say it. Yeah. there's it's so no, powerful. There's no way now with the office staff that we have, which our office staff is way too small still now. Okay? Mm-hmm. And so what they do, they're just overwhelmed. But to make the payroll on it, I don't think we would have the money to go out on the first search. So stepping up plate like they have is. uh, I wish there was another word beside thank you because it's not powerful enough (laughs) word for what Moffitt has done for us.
0: I think that's just and I think we feel the same way. Just speaking from Moffitt is a thank you to you and everything that you've done and how you're helping others, especially Texans and then also nationwide. I know Moffitt wouldn't be the same Without you and having you as an organization that we can help you support, and we're just grateful to get the opportunity to work with you and and everyone who and all the volunteers and every all of the families that you've helped. So thank you to you as well.
1: Well, but you know what, and and everybody thinks of us as uh, as the EquiSearch people and, mm-hmm. and the members and everything. But uh, Moffat is one of the biggest members. Yeah, you know they they're they're more than supporters and helpers. They're members. They step up to the plate, and uh, I do so many things that uh, that we've done that we wouldn't have been able to do without them.
0: Well, thank you for sharing. Thank you for bringing for um, bringing all of a light. Honestly, I didn't even know all of, all of the ways that Moffat supported <laughs> until I spoke with you. So it's been. It's been good, and thank you for speaking with me. I just remember um, I was at Rusty's house, and we turned on the TV, and the first thing that we saw was you were wearing the Moffat shirt in the in the um in the first shot in the Netflix show. And we were like, "Oh my goodness, Tim! That's that's so awesome!" So we were super happy to uh, see the Moffitt name and to to be able to support you as well.
1: Well, I've got it on now. I was on Fox News this morning. I had it on there. In fact, I think. That's why I sleep with it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we need to make sure we just, we always, Moffat shirt's on deck for you. We need long sleeves, sweatshirts. So that's something the marketing team can, can definitely do for you. And then uh, just lastly, I know we spoke on it a little bit, but the call to action and how others can help. So volunteers, they can sign up on your website. Volunteers
1: um, can sign up on our website. Um, financially. Donations are tax deductible. They can do that okay. on our website. Um, the girls always need some work in the office. We always need more people out there in the field, ground okay. searchers, and, you know, literally people with boats, people with ATVs. and, and uh, But more important than anything, people with compassion and a heart. Yeah. That's what made this organization what it is.
0: Well. Thank you again, and hopefully we can use this podcast to uh, get you some more volunteers and some donations, and uh, we just, we, it's an honor to have you on the show, Tim, so yeah, thank you.
1: Honor is mine, and uh, again, without Moffitt, I don't think we'd be sitting here right now, so thank you all for everything you've done. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Fuel Disclosure, a Moffitt Services podcast. Thanks again to Tim Miller from Texas EquiSearch joining us on this show. Be sure to tune in and listen on some more insights on how you can learn more about the philanthropies that we support. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Fuel Disclosure, a Moffitt Services podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please be sure to like and subscribe to this channel so you don't miss a moment from Moffitt. And if you're ready to take your business to the next level with a team that delivers industry-leading service and no downtime, visit us at MoffatServices.com.